Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Worst First, the worst show on the internet. <laughs> What did I sign up for again? Uh, why did I drive from Toluca Lake? Just kidding. Our guest today is Manon Matthews, who you may know from Vine, but she is also a very, very funny stand-up comedian who you've played Caroline's. You've I've seen you. You've been doing great. You lived Thank in you. New York City. I know. You did the whole New York City grind. And she just came out with this amazing book called Funny How It Works Out, which I haven't had a chance to read yet. And it's so funny because she showed up today and she's like, you're in it a little bit, but I changed your name. And I'm like, so scared. She's like, she's like, well, there was this one fucking cunt on Vine who I fucking hated. Her name was Tiffany. Or her name was Brittany. Brittany? Yeah, Can that's a very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like so that's similar. That's a name. <laughs> Let's call her Spears. Like when you want people to get it, but not. Yeah. I can't. I'm so glad you're here. You look beautiful. Thank you for having me. I am still shocked <laughs> at this home. Like, I feel really small, but honored. <laughs> I can't. Okay. Can take- we, excuse me, small. Jennifer Aniston follows you. Thank you. Uh, did you shit your pants? Yeah, I, I, I was doing, I was doing like a breath work class, which is, which is what I had to do to mend my fucking heart. Sorry, can you, no. Yes, All right. Yeah, it's, I'm like, it's okay. My part, it's my part. I know, I was like, I don't know why I'm asking. Um, but I, yeah, I, I got done with breath, breath work and I was holding myself and I was like, I got you, man. And you don't need a man. I got you. I got you. And then after I got a text from, or some, someone DM me and they're like, I can't believe Jen's following you. And I was like, huh? <laughs> And then I looked and I di- it was a that was the best day of my life. Do you know her? No, I mean, no. Just from the internet she found you and started following you. Yeah, we messaged, oh, but she you bought my book. Message her? Well, yeah, when she oh followed me. Oh my god. <laughs> I ha- <laughs> What do you mean when she followed me? I had to be like, "Excuse me, you are the best. You're my you're Jennifer Aniston. I love you. You're amazing. You light up the world." And she's like, "You do too." And then she winked and then we've been chatting it up ever since. 
So I firmly believe her and I, we're, we're going to do some great things together. I think you should. Wouldn't that be fun? You know what? It's because you have good soul energy. Aww. Your soul has always been so kind. Even when I was like a cunt on Vine, <laughs> Manon was so nice to me. I was just like this miserable cunt on Vine, just like, like so curmudgeon-y, just like, got to pump out these videos. And Manon was always sweet. Yeah, I didn't you think you liked sweet. me at all. You know what? I don't think it, I like myself. And that's Aww. what the problem was. I didn't either. I didn't know myself, not you. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but I no. was just like, I really still have a thing about, I just want peace. I'm a Libra. Yeah. So. Oh, you are. Tommy's a Libra. When's Aww, your birthday? October 22nd. <gasps> it's coming up. That's right on the cusp of right in, Scorpio. Right in spooky town time. <laughs> Scooby, Scooby. What's, uh, what's Halloween going to be like? Do you dress him up? I, I got a dog and I'm going to dress him up. I've never cared about that stuff at all. And now I'm so excited. What are you going to dress your I dog up like? <laughs> Maybe I'm going to be Lucy from I Love Lucy. And then he's going to maybe, maybe I'll make the dog like Ethel or Ricky or something. <laughs> or what was the husband's name? Ricky. Ricky. Yeah. He'll be Ricky Ricardo, right? Yeah. Oh my God. How about the dog is Ricky? I can't. That's I'm amazing. Down. Um, so I wanted, speaking of relationships, Lucy and Ricky, I, I'm like, <laughs> weird segue. <laughs> that is, <laughs> speaking of um, TV shows, your marriage, <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> Let's cut the shit right now. No, no, no. I love you so much. I like, no, we don't have to even talk about that right now. I was going to say like, I always try to get to the worst with people because my biggest note has been on my podcast. Get to the point of the thing. They literally, people, the biggest note that you guys have said on my podcast is they're like, it takes a while to get to the worst. So that's why I'm always like, okay, anyway, so (laughs) talk about the worst shit that's ever happened to you. Okay. No, okay. So we can start wherever you want. Like, yeah. Usually people talk about worst dates, worst jobs, worst sexual experiences, worst. I have so many of all of that. Right. So many. How many do I get? You get as many as you want. Like, I'm just going to let you drive. So you figure out where you want to start and say, uh, tell me a story about when you were, whenever it can be when you were younger, it can be now. I, my first makeout was pretty horrific <laughs> because I had you? such, oh my God, I'm 27. No, I was, <laughs> well, it was three months ago. It was on Vine. It was at the Viner. No, it was, it was, um, well, we were talking about Vine earlier, so yeah. they wouldn't have reference to whatever. Right. Um, I don't know. I think I was like 14. It was on 4th of July. So I was pretty old. That's I mean, not that old for makeout. Well, when I hear people are like, now they're like nine. Now they're like four. They're like, yeah, fuck my first person when I was six. You're like, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So I was like, for me, I was going into 10th grade, whatever that is. And it was this guy who was just, oh my God, he was so hot. We called him hot Asian. He was half Asian, half, I know, terrible. You guys called him hot Asian? Well, not to his face, just like me and my friends. What was his name? Blake. It was all just totally American. He's not even Asian. Fred He's the David. Hot, the hot Asian guy. I don't know his name. Hot Asian. That is, that's literally what, whatever. Blake. He was Blake. Sick. He sang really well. He was, I just had really high expectations because you talk about someone as if they're like God. And he was really funny in improv class. Ooh. Shout out, Blake. Yo, Blake. Um, and so when he pulled me aside, we were in a group of people at my house because I would have like 4th of July gatherings and he pulled me aside and he's like, you want, you want to go for a walk? And I was like, okay. And I'd never like, this is like, I've maybe have pe- like packed someone, on someone. The so yeah. for me, I'm shaking. Anytime we've, you know, let's go he's on like, that walk. He's like, are you okay? You're like, yeah, it's just really cold. It's 100 he's like, yeah, out. it is. It's 4th of July, dude. I don't know what's going on. Um, anyway, he like, we walk like for five minutes. Like we don't go very far from the pack. And then he just starts 
kissing me, but really disgusting, like Ew. tongue everywhere. Like, starts like Ew. doing, I know. Really? Not inside, but outside. On your and jeans? It, and it, on my jeans. You're like, it hurt. On your mud jeans. You're like, this is uncomfortable. It really, <laughs> I didn't have mud jeans. I had like forever, I had no money. Limited deal. Yeah, I grew up in Calabasas. <laughs> we did not have money. Okay, so you had I was the poor end of Cal- Ralph's at the comedy. <laughs> yeah, CVS jeans. <laughs> And, and yeah, I, he was rubbing and kissing. So it was already stimmy. I'm like, first, not only are you sticking your tongue down all around my mouth. Now it's my first time ever being touched there. Are you kidding me? Did a By little a man. A siren go off? Like, wee, 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 no, I just, I just, I got really sad after. Cause it, I just thought, oh, is this, cause I had like, built it up yeah, with like, like movies. It's going to be like romantic and smooth. Yeah. And he was just bad at it. Cause he was just, young. Yeah. But I feel it's like he's done his it first before. Time too. No way. He was. He was like, let's go on a like. I feel like if he was that hot, I don't know. Maybe I'm generalizing. He was just really fast and animalistic and like, and like very. That. It was just very wet. Ew. It was disgusting. So then, what'd you do when you I, finished? Were you just like, cool? <laughs> he's like, so you want to go back? And I was like, okay. And so we went back, and then I went into my. So at, at that time, everybody was inside, and so all my girlfriends were sleeping over, and I walk in, and they were like. Like, how was it? Like, we've been waiting for, I like, can't even believe this is happening. I was like, mm. and he, they were all like, what? It was hot Asian. It's terrible. It I feel, Asian, I feel I'm bad. Dead. I feel bad. Like it sounds terrible now with everything going wow. on, but it, back then you're allowed to say whatever yeah. that if you wanted. Yeah, Nobody now, gave a shit. Now you can't say anything. You but can't yeah. say anything. You can't say, you can't say any race without it being whatever. Offensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was terrible. So he sucked. I wonder if he got better. I don't know. Did you stay friends with him or ever find out later or? No? Let's like, try this again. Shot? Yeah. No, I found, I mean, he worked at the theater and my mom knew this story. So like five years later, he'd always ask my mom, cause she would go to the movie theater and be like, how's man? And, and I don't know. I don't really know what happened to him. I think he's still wow. out there. Bad kissing. It's a terrible first. That, like I wasn't going to bring. Worst. And doesn't it kind of suck because then you think that's how everyone kisses. Yeah. And, and then like, you, you don't feel called to do it. You're like, Ooh, I remember how this happened. Cause it, it's, it, the, the first time you do anything is anchored, yeah. anchors that feeling. Yeah. Um, but it actually made everything after that really blissful. Yeah. So when was the next time you kissed someone? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe like, my last week. <laughs> <laughs> Same joke. Very- 27. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, I think that was like the guy I dated for a year and he was great kisser. And that was someone in high school. Yeah. You ended up dating someone and then he was good. He was great. Like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Relieved, right? Yeah. It was wonderful. He was great. He had a lip ring. He had big, Ooh, big he, emo. Yeah. No, he was ska. He liked ska. Oh, skanking. ska. My bad. Yeah. Okay. Anytime I date someone, I just become them. Not anymore, but but definitely in I high school. I was just like, oh, you like ska? Me too. And then I would just go to all these ska events and dance. And, and become like a part of it. Yeah. You like the Dropkick Murphys. And I'm like, it's everything. <laughs> No, it's kind of weird actually that you say that because I feel like I'm very similar to you in a way where like if I hang out with someone enough, I start to like adapt to their personality traits. I think everybody does that. Right? Whether whether they want to admit it or not, we can't help it. Yeah. Right? Like if you want to get drunk, go to a bar. You be around other drunk people. If you want to be into, it's like you, yeah. you can't help but be so impressionable as humans. You're just around that person so much. I mean, just Tommy and I around each other all the time, all the time. I'm like, dude, I say dude so much now. My dad's like, 
That's not how I raised you. (laughs) I'm like, good, sick. So I'm like 85, good, sick. Like, it's actually kind of crazy. I mean, and then he does stuff of mine, you know. Like wears makeup and stuff. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, mean, sucks dick, you know. (laughs) Whatever I do. Just kidding. Um, Kind of. Anyway. uh, Sort of, not really. We'll talk about it later. Off the mic, just kidding. Um, No, but you know, it kind of just sets, it does. It's interesting you say that when you're younger, your first experience with something does kind of set the pattern for what you're going to experience later in your life or how you're going to react to it you know what I mean yeah and I think that we were talking about this too um with Vine and you know we were both on Vine if anyone remembers Vine which I'm sure you do some of you um and I mean I was a very different person then and I know you were too and and we were kind of talking about like how it made you discover yourself in a way Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. we were were both kind of saying like do you in your opinion do you think it was like more of a positive thing than a negative thing for you? What the app? I thought it was very positive for yeah. my, I didn't have any confidence going into anywhere right. as far as like the industry is related. So I felt like it gave me the boost that I needed. Right. So I didn't have to like ask for permission for things, if yeah. that makes sense. I felt like it brought back my childhood. I used to film all the time when I was a kid, Yeah. but then I stopped. So then when Vine happened, it was just like, oh yay, I feel like a kid again. And I'm around all these people like making fun stuff Yeah. that I loved so much. Um, the comments though, that was, that was, did you get mean comments? Um, I, yeah, really? Yeah. I never found any of your content offensive or anything for anyone to well, mean me, about. Well, there was like a year where I gained weight from prednisone. And so like the mean comments were like, you're gaining weight. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. You have always been skinny. This just goes to show how delusional people are, by the way, because I'm sitting here with Manon right now. She's very thin. She's always been thin. You've been thin since I've known you. You will always be considered a thin girl. Always. So that's fucked up. See, that's how people get. Well, but when I took prednisone, I ballooned like I got puffy. So I I don't know if I got fat, but it it, made you swollen. Yeah. Is it a steroid prednisone? Oh, yeah. It. And what was it, what was it for? If uh, uh, ulcerative colitis. After oh, I did, remember that? Funniest Wins? Do you know anything about that show? I remember that. So it was me, Jason Nash, yeah. uh, Tiffany Haddish, and yeah. Rye Dune, and some Viner, some stand-ups, whatever. I w- did the show, and I got pretty, pretty far. And then they had us do, like, um, whatever. They had us go to Compton and, and be in the bar and, like, talk to all these biker people. And then I did a stand-up set. That was basically then I got I got eliminated I think I was like for that month I held so much in and I was already predisposed to inflammation in my gut or whatever. Like, you know, some people get headaches, I get stomach aches. And so I got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis when I was 17 years old. And so when that happened, I got, when I got eliminated and that just the stress of the show of trying to get it right and trying to be funny and trying to be perfect and trying to be little, I think I had a fear in that show doing like, um, fear that like I was going to, you know how like on The Bachelor, like they want you to look bad? Yeah, that you're afraid they're gonna cut it so you look like a fucking idiot. Oh, you were on the show. You wasn't I one of the judges? Yes. See, I have strokes. I don't remember things. I just remember that. I was right just thinking now. about it. I'm like, I judged a show with Tiffany Haddish and like Sydney Castillo was on it and stuff. Sid- yeah. And then that one guy, he won. I forget his did Sydney, Sydney win. Sydney yeah. won. That is I did. so I funny. You were, yeah, of course you know what it is. I remember it was Marlon Wayans. Or yeah. yeah, Marlon Wayans. Okay, yeah. So Whatever. That show stressed me the F out basically long story short. And so yeah. afterward I, I had a big, uh, what they call a flare up in the gut. And so I like got really sick and like couldn't eat. 
And then they were like, get here's a prednisone. And they gave me way too much. And so for like a week, I was just like, literally at Vine meetups, I'd be doing <laughs> push-ups on the floor because I had so much fucking energy. And I would I would be like, I would need to get Does French dip. energy? Prednisone? Yeah. Well, it's like a steroid. Oh. So all of a sudden so you're like, like- You were just bench pressing Rydune. <laughs> they were like, whoa, man, it's really strong. This is not a funny Vine. This is just weird. But yeah, I, yeah, so I ballooned up for like, but like I only took it for a week. Oh my God. But it ballooned God. me up for like a year. Okay, so no one ever take that. I mean, it sucks for people. Never that take need it. it. Yeah. How did so? How did you get over that and get through that? Like, are you still? Do you still have this? Is it something with stress? Like stress it's, activates. It? Yeah, it's stress related. Diet can it heavily influence it. But I found that stress is the most connected thing. Um, so you know, I don't know. Trying to write letters to heal out my stress, breath work, trying to heal, having guides in my life that that help me remember that you know, I'm. It's not everything's up to me, and the right. universe doesn't revolve. You're just one human. Like, don't take life serious. And I, that really helped. When I moved to New York, that really helped too. Really. And I stopped eating meat. Oh wow, that's Are a you huge full vegetarian. No, I eat salmon. And okay, eggs so and you're stuff. Pes- pescatarian. Pesky. If that's even a thing. Pesky. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. There is a huge correlation and I talk a lot about anxiety and stress on this podcast just because of, I deal with, I love that about you. I love that you started opening up about it. It's made me feel more connected to you. Oh yeah. Like it's been such a huge part of my life. I mean, I'm even relating to you with the stomach issues because when I was a young child, my parents would fight all the time and I would get stomach aches and they'd take me to the doctor because I was constantly having diarrhea and that kind of thing. And they were like, oh, she has IBS. And they like gave me a medicine. I don't remember what it was. But then as soon as I moved out of that situation, they all went away. Yeah. It's crazy how you think sometimes it's something physically wrong with you. But it is a lot of the time anxiety and stress. Oh, it manifests in the body and the body shows it basically is showing you what you're not dealing with. And a lot of inflammation is tied to anger. And so I think I had a lot of I don't know, anger or upset at myself. I direct a lot of, so I don't go outward. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you oh, she's so nice. Yeah, so yeah. she's never like mean. It's all inward. Why do you, what do you, angry? why do you do that? <laughs> Me as your worst therapist ever. Why you do that? Why you do that? I don't know. No, but why, why, are, what are you angry about with yourself? If you don't mind me asking. Well, what? now it's not, I'm not, I've, I've shifted the narrative a lot. Okay. Um, I think I, I was angry at, I think I let myself down a lot. Um, I watched my dad be angry at himself. So I just modeled that. I was like, mm. yeah, I just would watch him from the other room. And he'd be like, I'm so stupid. And I'd be like, me too. Oh my God. <laughs> so I just thought I was dumb. I didn't, I never gave it my all. Right. Like I'm always like, I'm always like, I'm just going to like work the least amount of possible and expect amazing results. <laughs> I don't want to try hard because I'm a fear, a fear of failure. But I feel like you try really hard. Girl. Really? Like you move to New York, you do stand up like. I literally gave up on stand-up because I had anxiety, like because of do, like getting up before doing stand-up. It was fun afterwards, but then like the getting up there part, I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, but I didn't do a ton of stand-up. I did stand-up, but I didn't like do stand-up. You know how like people do it every day and they're yeah, like, they you, live and breathe you it? You performed a lot. I saw your flyers. You performed <laughs> a lot at, at cl- and big clubs, not little clubs for a lot of people. Thank you for reminding me. Yes. I yeah, mean, I guess that I don't I think, have anxiety of, but yeah. more, I don't know. There's what, a, were you, I mean, what were you getting at? What, what do you, do you think it had to do with maybe seeing a parent being hard on themselves? And yes. you thought like. Yeah, my mom was really hard on them herself and my dad was really hard on himself. So I just thought that's the way people are. Is they, they are hard on themselves because my mom never would overtly get angry at anybody. And so I thought, okay, I can't do that because that's mean. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be harmful in the world. I don't want to like, you know, 
I just had unresolved grief. They split up when I was 18. I got diagnosed with that thing and it made me feel like, you know, they're like, you can't drink. And I'm like, but that's my favorite thing to do. And so I didn't listen, obviously. But I think it helped a lot because then I went on a spiritual journey and like, you know, did a lot of healing. Uh And that's when it shifted. I think when, as far as the show's considered, when I was like hurting, I think I was more angry at myself for caring so much. Mm -hmm. And I get jealous. I get jealous that other, at least in that, I felt like they're all bonding with, you know, weed or alcohol or not caring and I'm so sensitive Mm -hmm. and so I instead of being like I'm sensitive and I love that which which I do now Mm -hmm. but it took a long time to get there where I love the parts of me that are in pain Mm -hmm. so I I felt really I always felt kind of like not part of when in that scenario I know I get it yeah I you know and I think in a way a lot of people feel that way I think a lot of people pretend to feel connected to everyone but I feel the same way you do. I feel hyper, I'm hypersensitive. I'm very responsive to like even people's facial expressions. Like if I'm walking on the street and someone gives me a certain look, I'm like, you know, I'm very sensitive like that too. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, same as you, I've finally have learned to be like, okay, I'm sensitive and I feel everything. And instead of being like mad at myself for that, I'm like, well, it's kind of cool that I have all these feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it's, a great place to be. Instead to of yeah, embracing it rather than resisting it, because resisting it adds way more pain than necessary. But I think we were raised as like, don't cry, don't do that, stop. Yeah. Rather than like, yeah, and what else? What else you got in there? Yeah. Oh, sensitivity, what a gift. Yeah, my dad used to say, don't cry, it'll just get your paper wet. And I'm like, Dad, I'm not even doing homework. Like, what paper? What paper are you talking about, Dad? Oh, my God, I love so that. So funny. My my grandpa said, um, I'm sorry I made you sad, but at least your face is clean. <laughs> oh, parents. It's like, what the fuck kind of coping skills are these? You know what? That wasn't that wasn't too bad. He, I found, he said that later. That's kind of funny. But my dad would be like... You're so, oh, you're so sensitive. And it's, it felt judgmental. And then I was yeah. like, ooh, this is bad. I'm bad. I'm a burden. Okay. I'm sorry for existing. No, I know. I do hate that. My husband, actually, I'm very sensitive. And my husband's very, like, I don't want to say he's not sensitive because he's definitely sensitive. But he's a lot less sensitive than I am. Like, if someone speaks to me in a certain tone of voice, I'm like, I'm very sensitive to that. You know what I mean? I get sensitive even if someone sends like a weird text. Like it's like text, mm. you know, I read things certain ways sometimes. So it's It's hard. interesting because I don't feel a sensitive, like you said, the face thing. And yeah. I think we have different sensitivities. Really? Not just you and me, but like everybody's sensitivity yeah. Yeah. is different and tailored to oh, basically yeah. what the anchor was, right? right? Like if your first experience was getting yelled at and it was bad, now yelling in general or tonality, whatever it is, is going to have irk you weird until- it doesn't anymore. And I'm reading a lot about like love language, right? How important is that? I mean, what's yours? Mine is physical touch and intimacy mm-hmm. and being like very, I have like more of an anxious attachment style, which isn't really great. Cause I'm very like, I love to be hugged and cuddled and reminded that I'm loved and like that kind of thing. You know, it's like what they, I read today that they say your attach, your love language is whatever you didn't receive as a child. Whoa. I read that today. So Mm. I didn't get a lot of physical hugs and kisses and comforting like that Mm because I was raised with mostly my dad who was just like, hey, good job. You know, Mm -hmm. like he was loving, but to a degree a dad Mm -hmm. can be loving, right? What is your your love language? It changes. So 
I initially thought it was touch. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I love when anyone touches me. I'm just like, please. Yeah. I like roll over <laughs> like a dog. Yeah. I'm just like, please. Seriously, right? <laughs> so I thought that. And then now that you're saying that, I'm like, hmm. You know, I, I think my parents gave me physical. Oh, I really didn't like when my dad would touch me sometimes because it felt aggressive. Oh. But not like in a bad way. I think, yeah. I think I was always very squirmy. Like uh-huh. he reminds me a lot that I was always trying to squirm out of his arms when I was a baby. And I was uh-huh. just like, I got to go do my own thing. And so I don't I don't think I liked it as a kid, but I love it now from yeah. the right person. Right, right, right. But I also like in friends when not in friends with friends. Yeah. Um, when there's like touch. Yeah. Which is really hard because. We would be we would be touching each other a lot more if COVID. I know I'm all like, hey like job, even man. that I'm like, ooh, this night. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, that my knee. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I won't cough on you or anything. But no, I, I know now I think it's gifts. Yeah, I never. Gifts? Okay, so no. that's what so I. Whoever wants to date man and you're gonna buy her a lot of gifts. So I I was confused about gifts because I was yeah. like I thought that was not mine. I was right. like I don't give a shit about stuff. Right. And I, w- I was taught not to care about stuff, so I don't care about stuff. Right. But gifts from what a coach had told me was, no, it means like a letter, a, a note on your mirror or like something like that. It doesn't need to surprises. be like surprises. Cause I, Those yeah, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. I have a weird thing of feeling deserving of, of things. It's really nice to know that you're being thought of. You know what I mean? Like when someone just surprises you and goes like, hey, I got you like this or that. Like Tommy's love languages acts of service. Mm -hmm. So he, and if you guys are curious to learn more about love languages and are curious what your love language is, there's a book by, is it Don Miguel Ruiz? The Five Love Languages. Have you read that one? I haven't read it since I worked. Forever, right? Yeah, it's been a while. Okay, so there's a book um, called, I believe it's The Five love languages or languages of love by Don Miguel Ruiz. And there's like a heart on it and it's, it's purple, really, right? Yeah. And it's a really great book. There's touch, touch acts, of, acts service, of service, gifts, gifts. Uh, words of affirmation. Yep. What's the last and one? quality time. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Okay. So man, which are all great at all. Yeah. Which is, which are all important. And I think cut to all- me reading it last <laughs> night somehow. And I'm like, I haven't read it in 10 years. I gotta know what this is for the You just start quoting it, and I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> man, and that's really good. I see you written on your hand. I'm like, you rip oh. off the cover of that book, and it's actually a love language book. <laughs> so stupid. Okay, so let's talk about your book. Okay, what made you want to write a book in general? Oh, I don't know. My my mom and my sister and people on my ins- I would go live on Facebook a lot, and people would say you need to write a book, and so mm-hmm. I was like, I guess that's true, but I didn't feel it. Okay, uh, until my sh- the shit hit the fan in my marriage and mm-hmm. that was so excruciating and I really felt like now's the time. So I spoke about it on a live and someone, you know, I said, I think I do. I think I'm ready to write a book and a publisher reached out to me. And so I just said, yes. And then we, the ball went rolling and I started writing it in January and it's, and you wrote it all yourself. Yeah. Well, cover to cover. What do you mean? Did you have like a, a ghostwriter or did you have someone that worked with you? I had someone that, that the publisher helped keep me accountable with, with okay. dates and stuff. Otherwise I would have just been like, no, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I had a lot of help for sure. Good. Oh yeah, I could not have sat down and be like ding, 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 ding. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. It's I mean, I can't wait to read it. I'm so excited. It's a very easy read about it. It's called Funny How It Works Out and it has Manon on the cover and she's doing sort of like a yoga pose and you look beautiful. And this is, you know, I'm always excited for people when they write a book because I've tried to write books many, many times and I just get so distracted and I'm like so ADHD and like I can't focus. Yeah, you and just talk need about one. Maybe you need someone to hold you accountable. But um, yeah, no, this is, and I saw you were 
I noticed like a spiritual change in you, like just over the last couple years. I've noticed like you going to um, what's the the big guy uh, Tony, Tony Robbins, Robbins talk. Yeah. You went to his talk, and I saw you like follow Russell Brand and a lot of what he says. And I, I think they're both like great people. And mm-hmm. I and I listen to a lot of Tony Robbins and Good. recently started following Russell and really love his stuff. And I just saw that that change in you. And I think it's like almost at a point in life when you go through so much, you reach a higher version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like just what happens as a person where you may be where you are right now listening to this at whatever age you may be, you're you're going to evolve. I mean, I just think it's inevitable for people when you go through things, you know, like you said, you went through your marriage and it was devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want us to talk about like what, happen i mean you i saw you got married i yeah. saw you met the guy in new york and it was mm. sort of like this love story yeah it was i mean i remember it yeah i remember it like watching a, a hallmark movie yeah that's it which i wanted to do which when when it was all happening and and people were asking you know like how did you meet i was saving the story because i was going to write a film about it because yeah. it was just so epic i had found him on instagram and i was living in new york for three months at the time and i saw him on instagram and i was like i felt like this calling to I just was watching him and I was like, who is this? I feel like I know him. This is so weird. You just randomly saw him on Instagram. He was, he was actually visiting LA and he was, he was, uh, in a, in my friend's Instagram story. Okay. So I was watching his story and I was like, who's that guy? And so I went to that guy's page and then I went to send him a message and saw that he had already written me 18 months before and, and, and said, you shine unlike any other human I've seen in a very long time. And I'm happy to see how you're channeling your light. And I was like, that's how I talk. This is whack. And then we spent five, six days FaceTiming for like three hours a day. And then I was like, well, oh, so we FaceTime. The first time we FaceTime, he comes up on my FaceTime and I hear, oh, that's the man I'm going to marry. This is all in the book. But I knew the minute I saw him that I would marry him. And um, And he was from Dublin. Where is he from? He's that's not off. He's he was born in Scotland, Scotland. grew up in New, New Zealand, and then was in when was in Australia working in the mines. Oh wow! So he's kind of all over. Oh, all over. And so he was just visiting from Australia mm-hmm. in LA, mm-hmm. and then you guys just hit it off. Yeah, we we felt a really strong, deep connection that was very otherworldly. If there are is a such thing as past lives, we definitely had many together, and. Um, I think there is. I think there is. I, I mean, I can say I know there is because yes. I'm like, I, based on my experience, that I can get into a different time. Um, but he, you know, he had a two hour coffee with my mom before he came in to fly to New York to meet me. So he met your mom before you? Mm-hmm. Wow. And they had a two hour coffee and she was like, he's delightful. He's so endearing. You're, I have no problem with him coming to stay with you. And then he, we met in Madison Square Park um, for the first time and literally started crying in each other's arms it, it and it's like a movie like literally that whole week it was just like I found the man that I've been looking for for 29 years and now I'm ready and so when he proposed four and a half months later it was like it was just like you didn't yeah, even we, have to think about it no yeah there was no like was I don't know cards. it's kind of qu- it was just like yes of course yeah. absolutely so I went to go meet his family and we fell madly in love and um oh my god your dog is so cute thank you I cannot take it into me <laughs> Wicked man. So then, man. so then what happened? Because I just remember <laughs> everything being, no, I literally like, you know how sometimes you get invested in other people's lives a little too much? Yeah. Like I was watching you guys 
And even friends of mine who don't know you, like one of my, one of the artists who was on the podcast, Push Push, she would be like, how's Manon and her, got like, oh. people would, watched it you know like at least i did especially in some people i knew and they'd be like oh my god it's like a fairy tale and you know watching it i was like okay and then when all of a sudden i started not see him anymore on your stuff Mm -hmm. i was like oh well maybe she's just being more private because sometimes people do that too you know and then i kind of noticed that he like wasn't at all there and so i was like what happened like how does it go from that yeah um so we had our, the the wedding of my dreams. I know it was beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was it was really, really a beautiful special day. And I had we had we actually had the wedding like five days after we got a house mm-hmm. um, in Toluca Lake, and so we had the reception at the new house, and it was just like this new beginning. And a month after um, the wedding, my best friend Travis. And his girlfriend like called me and I just gotten the wedding photos that day. And they were like, Hey, can we take you to coffee? Which never happens. Like it was just a weird thing, but Mm -hmm. I was like, maybe they're surprising me. Mm -hmm. And they sat me down and, um, grabbed my arm and said, uh, Travis looked at me and he said, I'm about to tell you something and I want you to know that I'm here for you no matter what. And that I, I always have your back. Um, but, uh, the, the guy you married isn't who, you think he is. Um, and he's been, this woman messaged me saying you're, you're Manon's going to need her friend right now. Cause her husband's been sending me videos and photos and saying really cruel things about me, his wife. Were you just speechless? Yeah. I, I my whole world flipped upside down. I was shaking. I had a feeling rush over my body. Like I've never had like, I like, cause I thought they were going to tell me that he died or that my dad died. Like that was the rush of feeling that I got. Cause of the, based on what they were saying. And, um, yeah, I was, I, I couldn't, I was, I literally was like, what, wait, what, what, what? Like not believing it. But then I, I had know. the screenshots to prove it. And I was just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I, that lasted for quite a while. You are such a strong woman. Like the fact that you have this huge social following and you didn't go psycho and blast him like you uh, could have. <laughs> yeah. I would have lost. Well, that's what everyone was telling me. Yeah. And I would, I mean, I, not to make this about me, this is all no, about please, you, but I, I had hear a guy more. that I was in a relationship a long time with, a director. I don't know if you remember him. Do you have a beard? And he cheated on me with prostitutes mm. all the time. <laughs> and then they would message me. Ugh. Then he would talk shit about me and say that we weren't even dating. Ugh. And then I would show him that and then he would go, oh, they're lying. They're just trying to ruin our relationship. And then he would message them and go, she's crazy. Don't listen to her. So I get it, but I went psycho and like fucking I've talked about it. You know what I mean? Wow. But like, but you are so good. Well, like God, you have a great soul because most women with your following would be like, fuck this and just be like, and just go off. Yeah. And I went at, I went in and out of thinking about doing that. But you're so classy. And I'll tell you what, it's not a good thing to do. It's not because in the long run, talking about stuff publicly, like telling all these details and posting screenshots and stuff, which my psycho ass would have wanted to do initially mm-hmm. in the long run. It's kind of like you're just like, ugh, like no one else needed to be involved, you mm-hmm. know, that mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Like, it's cool to be like, OK, so this happened and this was done to me and that's that. But like 
you know, when you get like physical and show like physical like evidence and that kind of thing, like, I don't know, it's none of really anyone's business, mm-hmm. you know, but I fucking give you It's not, but what, props. what, thank you. That's, like, I mean, really big. Like, <laughs> if so, cause when someone does something like that to, to you, well, it messes you up. Be- oh, my because, God. And that's what I write about in the book was, you know, when that had happened, I had like confronted him. He admitted all of it or whatever and basically begged that, you know, said, I have a problem. I want, I'll do anything to, you know, what? I, <laughs> I oh, I spit on him. Amen. Sometimes I spit on him. Good. Anyway, you fucking should. <laughs> Motherfuckers. I've you never... make me want to be gay all the time. Like sometimes I'm just like, I'm going to be gay. So, so, but I didn't spit on him that time. I spit on him when I had decided to stay. And well, first I, I said, you know, leave after the four, four, the first 48 hours, I saged him and showered him and like held the space for him because he was crying. Cause I think he'd never gotten caught with anything. And so automatically when I saw this, I was like, oh, he's very in pain. He's a lo- in very, a lot of pain. Yeah. And so let me hold the space for him. But then after that, I was like, okay, I got to take care of myself. So I was like, okay, you leave. Let me just process everything. Spent like a month, you know, I dropped eight pounds, which is a lot for me. I could see you were in pain, but I didn't know what happened. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Were very private. I mean, literally, it was like, I literally just thought that you were just being private about your relationship. And that's why I never really said anything. Yeah. And I want it. Yeah, it was really hard not to. Oh, you are strong, girl. You are strong with a capital fucking S. Because any other bitch in that situation would be like, okay, motherfucker, you want to play games? Okay. I know, but I married him. It's We Yeah, I know. That's my first reaction. I know. And I, but I was really hard because I've married him. I know. And I, I loved him. I know. So it was like the part of me that goes, hold on. I just did eight years of spiritual work yeah. to go. Let me not take it personally. Cause he uh, said some, yeah. you know, he said, I, God, see man how is, big you are. No, no, that's big. I would've been like, fuck you, spiritual. Tink. I would've flicked it right off my shoulder. <laughs> Buddha out the window. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm very, had this been 10 years ago, it'd have been completely different or five years ago, maybe. I don't know. But I got really lucky in that my first thought was he's in pain, not, oh, he thinks I'm boring. Like he wrote to the girl, Manon's nothing. She's useless. She's boring. She's not funny. Oh, that would have been dead. No. Quick no, zoom. Quick. You would have been dead if you were, if you had married me, this would be a yeah, he a found forensic the, he, files I told, episode. I told him that. I said, you, you fucked over the perfect person, you son of a bitch. No, he really did. I know. Because I get cr- like No, this but you're not, been, the, no, the amount of talks I've had with friends that were like, they all said the same thing. No, I would have been on CNN. Yeah. Like, I would have been on like the late night news. Just bar- like, bar- barged Girl on chops off husband's dick. Yeah. Serves it to him, makes him eat. Like that's yeah. so fucked. Not funny. Not funny. Not funny at all. I don't even care if you don't like me, but don't say I'm not funny. Oh, right, right, right. right. I know. Well, that I well, that actually didn't affect me. I was like, well, he's stupid. He doesn't have a good sense of humor. But what hurt me was the useless. Right. What is that? Well, it wasn't even the, the naked photos or whatever of him in the shower. The confusing part was that he was around me 24-7 and he treated me like a queen. Like nobody in my life was like, you got to watch out for this. Everyone was like, we love him, man. And you, you've met your match. Like this is scary. It was so scary. How does someone have that? And it was the fact that he made, he said mean things to me that bothered me way more than the sexual stuff. Cause I was like, wait, 
why are you telling her if you feel this way, talk to me about it. And that was something we had, we actually went to therapy for three months after because I didn't, I didn't go, even though everybody in my life was like, run. I was like, hold on. I married, let me just make sure I wanted to do my due diligence to like, give it all of me in case he did want to change. And maybe this could be the spiritual awakening. You know, it could turn into like, he could start a program to help men that do this and how to recover. I don't know. I always look at like, that kind of thing. You are so, you're enlightened. You are. Like some people just reach this point. This is like the healthy point. I'm like almost there, but you know, my reaction. Well, I'm talking now, about it a year later. But it's I wrote so about healthy. it. healthy. And God, guys, read the book. I mean, because I know a lot of women go through this. I mean. They do. They do. Well, I didn't know that. And I had no, com- I, to be honest, I didn't have any sort of connection to being m- messed around with in that way. And so what it's done, and I, you know, I write it you'll read the book if you do and you'll go, Oh, she went easy on him because the I'm point already telling you right now, you went easy on him. Okay. You're not in prison. So <laughs> not yet, but I, I wrote about the point that I was making in the book was not to say, Oh my God, look at what an asshole he is. The point was, okay, how can I not take it personally? How can I not make it about me? And how can I keep my heart open regardless of this man's pain and not generalize men? Because it would be sucky for me. Like you didn't close your heart off. No, I didn't. I knew you kept your heart open and look what it did for you. It brought true love into your life. Like I don't want to close my heart down at this young age because of another man's pain. No. And, 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 and I know that there are a lot of guys like this guy. Well, I didn't know that either. I was so blinded. There are also a lot that aren't. Yeah. There's a lot of great men out there. There's a lot of great men. I mean, and I, and I guess that's why I went for an older guy too, because he's not very technically savvy. <laughs> he's not like great with the phone. He's all, how do I send a DM? I'm like, don't worry, honey. I just disabled it. I'm like, and for some reason it's not working. Yeah, that's a really great idea to, if you ever. <laughs> Cause Insta- it, I mean, Instagram is part of the it's problem. It's a big part of it. I mean, our therapist, we go to therapy. Therapy is very so healthy. Good. Our I- therapist, Julia is a sex therapist she works with a lot of guys Ooh, like this. i love this she's amazing she's a sex that licensed marriage and a family therapist but specializes in people who are like your ex-husband <laughs> oh no but who are like your ex yeah the sickos that, that are, are yeah. that are i mean and i'm telling you we have conversations about it my we don't have it because tommy's thank god not like that but he she tells me these horror stories about, you know, like, you know, don't worry. Like, you know, your problem, any little issues that you might be dealing with, like there's some big, like big stuff that goes on where there are these men who have literal addictions because they didn't receive enough love as children that mm-hmm. they need so much love and so much admiration. Oh, it's a never ending thing. Never I'll ending. Tell you, I'll tell you what. They it- could be with the most beautiful stunning woman who gives them the world and and, wouldn't be and who also says by the way i'm not a hard sell like if he came to me like i led by example by going okay so sometimes i'm attracted to this like we were so open about our feelings because i know because i've learned through experience if i share if i share it it doesn't have a power over me yeah so even if i'm scared to tell my partner because i'm afraid that he's going to get jealous or whatever at least now he's in the boat with me and we're like in it together like best friends Mm -hmm. and so i held the space and i said if you're ever feeling like you find someone attractive or you're like nervous i got you just tell it to me and we'll hold the space together and he still didn't do it. Like if he would have come to me like, man, and there's all these like blonde babes texting me and I like just want to message all them back. What do I do? I'd be like, I don't know. Let's have sex about it. Like yeah. I, I would have been like, let's just 
Figure it out. Figure it out. I but said the same thing. It to was my the ex. hiding of it. That, yeah. I even slept with porn stars with my ex. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like I was open to it. What I was, was like, that like? You like girl, like. Okay, we're actually, let's take a quick break and we will be right back where we're talking about where I fuck porn stars with my ex. Stay tuned, text My dad's like, unsubscribe. <laughs> my dad just unsubscribes. Right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. My okay, dad, my dad subscribes. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, so we were talking about, we were just talking about how, um, you know, sometimes in relationships, obviously you don't lose your attraction to other people when you get married. You can't. You can't do that. That's inevitable. You're still, your husband's going to still see girls that he thinks are hot and you're going to still see guys or girls that you think are hot. That's life. That's normal. What are you going to do with it though? What you're going to do with it is... If you are in an open enough relationship, which I had like loved the guy so much that I was in the relationship, which was very toxic, that he was like, you know, we should have threesomes with these girls that I like. Well, I knew that he was had fucked around, so I was like, okay, well, if you want to fuck around, like, can you fuck around with me? Just there? include me in it. Yes, right. Because I was I, I was such a low self esteem that I was like, eh, can I just be a part of it? Can I just watch? Like, just make sure like everything's cool and like be a part of it. And he was like, okay. So then we did that, and then it still wasn't enough. Like, he would still go and do it without me. So I was like, you know what, fuck that, you yeah. know? So you just have to figure out, like, what the balance is, you know? Yeah. Because there's ways to work through it, but then there are guys that these guys, unfortunately, and there's many of them, there might be even some watching this, where, you know, no woman, no love, no amount of hotness is ever going to be fulfilling enough. They're constantly looking for that excitement that newness you know what I mean and Tommy has a lot of friends like this which I don't like who are married and really really wealthy dudes who 
they just fucking cheat on their wives. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a happy no. ending. And it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm of course. Around it and I'm Proximity like, is power, Tony Robbins says. The five mm-hmm. people you spend the most time around with is who you become. Yeah. Kind of like we were talking about earlier. Like yeah. wherever we are, we start to become. And so, you know, I, I remember asking my husband, like, can you just be around some men in relationships that are happy and don't cheat and then ask what they do? Because maybe you don't have a strategy for it. I don't know. Um, but I think I didn't see the changes that I was looking for. And I, I saw the behavior. Um, a, a dear friend of ours, um, I had seen her over lunch mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I was like, I need, I'm hanging by a thread here. I have 1% left. He's, he keeps messing up. But he I need, kept messing up after yeah, this. He even kept doing it. That's when it. I spit on him. I checked it. Something told me to check his phone and... And I checked it and I didn't see something I liked. And I got enraged that at more, probably at myself that I stuck around. Chance, yeah. yeah. With like, you know, but really at him, I was just so like a literally You're saliva like, why? forming in my mouth. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, really? You know, yeah. why can't you just be like. But it's, it's like, it's like telling a meth addict. Why can't you just stop doing meth? Yeah, it's exactly. like the, we I I don't get it. I can't get it. But what I can do is know that I don't want to participate in a in a in a relationship that I don't actually trust the person. Yeah. I don't want to live that way. That no. was why I walked away was I don't want to live worried about his phone, what he's doing in the shower. I like when the trust is broken, it's broken. Yeah. And this isn't after 10 years of having kids. This is like we just got married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like if it's happening now, you know, it's not going to get better. But I learned discernment. I learned at the times that I didn't trust my gut, you know like this whole journey has been about coming home to like my body and like trusting the energy you know energy doesn't lie the body doesn't lie people lie trust your intuition when your body's closing up you know like a year into it we weren't really as you know the the honeymoon phase of the sexual stuff kind of like faded a little bit and I I started it's okay. Someone's just <laughs> opening the door. I know my, my house has like alarms if people open the door. So we know not to, if we're getting murdered at night. That's Sorry. lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I want that. In it my wakes next- you up. So you're like, mm, is someone trying to kill me. Okay. No. Sorry. It's great for podcasts. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. So you were saying the sexual stuff started to fade after like a, like a year. Like well, the honeymoon the, period was over. You weren't as active, I wasn't, which is normal. Yeah, it's a normal thing yeah. for sure. But my what was happening for me on my end of it was that my body felt really uh, closed off to him. Mm. And I was like, what is my problem? Maybe it, it's probably me. And so I started doing all this feminine energy work. I started going to workshops because, you know, and, and for those of you who don't know us doing Instagram and this being in your business energy is very in a, in your masculine and you have to be the master of time and space and be able to organize and be able to perform. Even making people laugh is kind of more of a, you know, masculine and the laughing is like, laugh. you know, so I yeah. want to, in my relationships, I want to be in flow. Mm-hmm. I want to be taken care of. I want to be held so I Girly. can just be like, wow. Yeah. yeah. And you know, so I, I started learning. I was like, maybe I'm just out masculine him. Mas- ma- out masculinity in him yeah <laughs> yeah i get it which is crazy because yeah. he's he comes across very masculine does, like yeah. very masculine um but i think when he moved over um i think i must have been out masculine i don't even, i don't even know but I whatever know what my body mean. picked up on that he's yeah. a freaking liar because he was li- so once i relate once i came out with the book guess who started messaging me a shit ton of women that he was doing this with way before we got married 
So the whole time. If my husband ever does this, y'all bitches better message me. I don't think he will, though. But, you know. It's, well. Girls, it, you got to be on the girls' team. Yeah, come on. Because you have to remember that, like, you may think that they're choosing you or something, but they're going to do the same thing. Ha- like, it, NL- you're not, like, the special one. <laughs> like, it's going to happen. Well, we've, I've made, I made that mistake A when I found him. When that. I found him and he was love bombing me, all these terms I've had to, like, look up since then. And he was like, you're everything. I love you. Never felt this way. I I actually do believe I'm very lovable. So I was like, wow, he sees me. Great. I wasn't like, I wasn't. Nope. You're like, I finally found my soulmate. Like the same thing. Yeah. Gifts, like surprises, like so much. Like the guy that I was dating was like, had a dress made for me in the country that he was shooting in. Like all this like custom stuff. Like sent messages me all the time. Talked to me all the time. Like told me I was the most special thing he's ever met. Blah, Mm. blah, 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 blah. And then gaslighting. If they're saying, yeah. And if they're saying that like two years in, great. But the first week or month, no. That's a red flag. flag. How we do anything is how we do everything. So if he's telling you this and you don't know him and you don't, haven't created that rapport of trust, he's telling this to other women. So hopefully this helps. (laughs) I, I mean, I hope it does too, because honestly that relationship and what that did to me and I know what it did to you because I've been through it, it destroys you. Like you physically get destroyed down to your core soul of a person. And it makes you question your own ability to pick out, you know, I started being like, okay, there's something wrong with me because I attracted that. And what did I do wrong? And what did I miss by accepting that kind of behavior into my life? And where was I not? I didn't have any discernment. I was almost on the, you know, my dad, apart from him kind of being angry and he was, he loved me so much. And so I just had this belief, like all men love me and they're, they have, they're out to help me. Until it's you not meet true. a narcissist, right? Who, and it's typically narcissists or sociopaths that have this problem, um, that th- they don't know how to love. They really don't at their core. They, it's not like real for them. They don't really genuinely know how to love anyone. They don't really know how to be genuine. They don't feel bad as much as they can pretend that they do. They don't really feel bad, and they will never change. And that's the saddest thing to realize about it is that when you as a person put your all into someone and love them so much and give them every part of you and then only to realize that you're really not even getting anything and nothing real, it's the most devastating. My dad was over the other day and he actually revealed to me that when my ex proposed marriage... Oh, asked for my hand in marriage. My dad said, okay, well, we already know what she can give you. What What are you going to give her? And he goes, you know what? I'd ra- really rather talk about this in person and do- kind of dodge the question. It came, But right in the veins of like, I'd rather talk to you. Like, it seems nice, but he never. He's like, you know what? I can give her trust issues. <laughs> That's right. I could break her heart and I can give have her, her give me a I'll citizenship. Make a bunch of weight. She'll, <laughs> she'll make me a citizen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do, I'll okay, get so, some followers. And I, know, and I know you are more successful than him. On every level. On every level. Did did you sign anything that he'd make sure he didn't get take your shit? Yeah, because my dad made me. Good. Th- oh, Smart oh. Smart girl. Thank God. I am so glad for you. Because I know. you know how many people- I worked like, really hard for everything yeah, that I've built you know so hard. Do you know how many people? Because after six months in California, if you're married for six months, half of whatever you've made is theirs. That's Unless insane. you get a, a post-nup or a prenup. Which I got, a prenup. Good. 
And I hate to say and that. And I wasn't, but because everything was happening so fast, it was like, we were both okay with it. Like yeah. he wasn't like, what you want to, it was just like, we're doing this so quickly yeah. that let's just do this. Yeah. And thank God my dad kept, kept pressing it. Good. Cause when stuff hit the fan, I was just like, okay, well at least, you know, this hurts my heart and this is going to be excruciating and I still will like sob on my floor because I miss him it's yeah. really it's really messed up because I don't have Doesn't reference it suck it because sucks. it's like they were so shit but a part of you will always care and love and love that person just because of what they the way they treated you in the beginning is more of what it is it's well, like and more like that he really treated me like that the whole, whole time, time. So it was just really behind, I didn't have reference of like my experience with him where it was hard we never yeah. fought we didn't really have I don't know. Like I don't have memories of actually being with him where it was bad. It was like all the stuff behind the scenes of where I had, it just, that's what messed me up the most is like, sometimes I'll do little cute things that'll remind me of him. And I'm like, and then I just start crying and I'm like, this sucks. And so then I just send him love because I don't want to carry that anger. But and also you're like, how could be someone be too two faced? That's the traumatizing thing. And how can I not know it? That That's what scared me. It was like, how did I not pick up on this? Yeah, but you can't blame yourself because I don't think most people, and I don't want to say normal because it's not that we're all we're normal, but I think most people that don't have a, a sociopathic or narcissistic mindset know how to deal with those types of people or like that's so unfamiliar to us. You know what I mean? That's to, true. To deal with that. That's such a, that's like you meeting a random animal. Okay. And like, it's really cute and it may be really sweet. And then you touch it and it actually, you didn't know, but it, it has poison in its quills. Like you weren't supposed to know that. It's just a random thing that you met and you thought, oh, it's going to lo be loving and look how nice it is to me. And oh, whoops. Like I mm -hmm. didn't realize that this is part of who that, what that thing is. Yeah. And that's what happens in these relationships is like we, we go into it just like it would be with any normal person. And you think that they have the intentions, the same heart as you same intentions as you, but then you realize like, oh shit. Like that was my first experience. And I can tell this is your first experience with someone who's truly oh, yeah. sociopathic, narcissistic. Yeah. You know, do you still talk now or no? No. Good. He changed his number. Yeah. But it's good. And he deleted his Instagram and stuff. But it's good. I think it's good. You, no, it is good. It's not, I think it's good. It's good because the only way to, you don't ever want that. You really don't. Like, I just kind of tell you right now, I did it for three years. Yeah. And it destroyed me. Yeah, we'll. Like, destroyed. Yeah, I'm not going to, like, keep talking. No, yeah. like, we, I've had a very healthy perspective about it. The only time we'll talk is very about logistical stuff. But I think once, I don't know, I think once it's all over, it's like, I don't have a reason to stay connected. I really fell in love with his family. I fell in love with him. I guess I just. You know, I, I, I've made peace that we're not going to be in each other's lives and be friends because, you know, once the book came out, he, he wanted nothing to do with me, even though I let him know. I, I gave him forewarning. I, I write about my experience. Well, of course. I changed People, his name. They, same. I, like, I haven't spoken. And I but there's care, no but reason to. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter because their their ego, it's their ego that it lets them be angry. But it's, you know, it's not your fault. And yeah. I know you're grieving. Yeah. And you're going to grieve because it's a loss. You it's lo a, it's a it, huge loss. You know what I didn't realize? It's a huge loss of the possibility of what I thought our life was going to be together. Mm -hmm. So it's a loss of that dream of we were going to have kids and we we're going to live in this house and we we're going to. And so it's not even just him. It's like the loss of this possibility of a future. 
um, which now it's just more open for possibilities. I know that the universe was doing for me what I couldn't do for myself and that it all happened, you know, perfectly so that I could learn these lessons, write this book and hopefully help some people that maybe haven't let go. You know, I've had messages from women that are like, I'm still angry at what this guy did to me 10 years ago. And you saying that like, you know, I tried praying him for, for, for him for two weeks and actually I don't feel angry anymore. And I'm like, ugh. I mean, that's why I did it. That's what, this isn't about me. This just happened for a reason. Maybe, maybe I was a person that he had to screw over in order for him to learn something. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if he'll learn. I don't know. I don't think they ever, change, and I don't want to have an expectation that no. they change. No, Even they though people change. were like, people don't change. I'm like, well, if they want to, no, they don't change. <laughs> not these kind of people. And if they do, it's temporary. You know, it's trust me. After someone who's given someone like a thousand chances, like it's, it's hard. Yeah. Um, and I, and, and I admire you and I want you to know that, you know, have you ever seen that picture and not to be like all godly on anyone, but of the, the little guy getting pelted with a pebble and he's and God and he goes, why me God? And then God is standing behind him and there's a giant boulder behind God. And that's what God's holding back. Oh, so I have another image of God mm -hmm. where it's God kneeling on his um, knee or whatever. And this young girl is, he's holding the teddy bear and, and she's like, no, don't, I don't want to let go of this. My, my precious teddy bear, but behind his back, he's holding a really big teddy bear for her. So beautiful. So in moments like that, that's the only thing that got me through was remembering that whatever is meant for you in this life will be for you. What it's, if it's truly meant for your life, it will be in your life. Mm -hmm. If it is not, let it, we have to let it go. As painful as it is, as hurtful as it is, as much as you th thought all these things, you know, it's what is really truly meant for you and something better will come. And it, it already has yeah. in, in many ways. I'm a lot lighter, a lot more joyful now. I don't feel this weight of feeling like I have to, you know, sorry, but being a marriage for me, yeah. like it just was, it wasn't that it was, it was, it was feeling like a lot of work, but that's because of who I was in the marriage with. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't, it doesn't make it any easier, but I think it's helped me connect and relate to a lot more people having gone through the experience myself. Cause I remember what people would talk about getting cheated on and it w really went over my head. I had no reference to it. I didn't either before that relationship I never checked a phone oh me neither. I never worried about a guy I never worried about a guy never never all my boyfriends before that boyfriend I dumped I dumped them yeah like, same I wasn't the one that was like ever worried about it like I could be like yeah whatever like I could have cared less and then all of a sudden when you start like it's the love bombing and then it's like the then this starts happening the two-facedness and you're like what that fucks with your head and then that's when you start getting, you know, developing trust issues, that kind of thing. Like, it takes a while to unlearn all that. I mean, even when I moved in with Tommy, and I've said this before many times, I was so fucked up from that previous relationship that I was like, I got to see your phone. Like, can I, like, like, can I? And he'd be like, yeah. Like, he would just unlock all his iPads and his phones. And, like, I explained to him. that oh. I was like, this is what happened to me. And... Not to mention he's Tommy Lee, he's a fucking rock star. And then all my girlfriends were like, oh, you think you got fucked over in that one? Wait till this one. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, God, you know, everyone that has, must be assumes annoying. like certain things, even though Tommy's like the most loyal, truthfully is the most loyal, like he's not shady. Yeah. So 
you know, he in the in the right in the beginning, and and a, the right guy will do that for you. Yeah, the right guy will go. From, of course, yeah. Here, check it. There's I, nothing to hide. If there's nothing to hide, there's nothing to hide. Like the, it won't be a big deal. It like, won't, and you'll feel a, it too yeah. when they. Yeah, you. If you're in a relationship with someone that is making it a big deal, then they're hiding something because it really shouldn't. Like I don't have a lock on my phone. I have no password on my phone. He has no password on any of his phones, iPad, computer, nothing. That's beautiful. Anytime he wants to use my shit, there it is. Anytime I want to use his shit, there it is. So I love that. It's important. You it know? is. I, I and I think the trust and it's and people say, oh, you should trust someone. Like you shouldn't need that. Yeah, but you should trust someone and not have a password on your phone. And you should also build trust too. Like you're not supposed to just trust someone off like I bat. did right yeah. off the bat, so yeah. that you're susceptible for like buying their bolt like take some time. Like that's something that I didn't do. And I write that in the book is if it's urgent, it's not spiritual. And I had such an urgency with him because I was like, but I met the person and I'm almost like becoming aware of my new empathic ways of feeling people's energy, especially being in lockdown for so long in California where I was very, I loved it. I loved it so much because I wasn't sharing so much of my energy with all these people who I love. They're all great, but I, I'm realizing what's mine and what's another person's. And that's huge to know that like, I don't know if that's mine. Like pay attention to how you feel around certain people. It is, is it good? Does it light you up? Be around them. If it doesn't feel good, that's an indication to be like, mm, not do that. My therapist tells me all the time, you can care, but it's not yours to carry. I love that. Isn't that great? Yeah. Because I am like you too. Or I'll like take on people's emotions and feelings and like I feel for people all the time. And I'm like, oh, like I get, even when I watch like a show, like a oh, show man. that's like dark or whatever, I get like, oh, like I, f- I feel. That's it. why I don't watch dark shows because that's too much for me. It just fucks you up emotionally. I mean, you just have to be sensitive to your energy. You know, if you're a sensitive person, that kind of stuff affects you. You have to be aware of it. You know, I stopped watching a lot of like, really tragic horror horror stuff because i noticed like i would get panic attacks and start getting physical they're so connected they're connected for sure what you watch is going into your unconscious mind and then it'll come in your dreams and it'll haunt you but if you stop watching it and you start taking in things that make you feel good like i literally only follow quotes (laughs) like positive quotes on instagram that make me feel like ha because that can be really scary road for me like instagram has not been like the easiest app for me to be on TikTok's a lot easier for TikTok's me. Now. I so love TikTok. Yeah, it's so fun. It's so easy. Everyone on there is so lighthearted. I mean, even if it's something dark they're talking about, it's like fun music to it. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. They're like, I'm talking about depression, but it's like, yeah, exactly. I do love TikTok too. It's great. It's um, it and I love Instagram. I've learned to monitor my time on Instagram. So like, I'll give myself maybe like you know 20 minutes a day to like scroll my feed, and then I'm like, okay, that's good, and then Ugh. visit my. Like I have a couple really good anxiety places that I follow. One's the anxiety healer and like DLC anxiety. These are all people that have like great healing tips. So I follow them too. Yeah. That's helpful. That's awesome. I think that's a great idea. I tell that to some of my, I coach, I life coach some clients. I love that. Yeah. And that's what I. Can people book you for life coaching? Um, They can. Okay. I'm going to be doing it because I don't have time to be doing one on. I do have one, like six clients that are one on one. But I'm going to be coming out with some sort of program to where I can like I love work that. with few, like 10 people at a time. See, that's great. Yeah. I love that. That That's what we need. 
Yeah. Honestly, like more healing. And I, like I said, I saw you like go through this change. Like I saw it. So, well, and I became a lot more open about it. I didn't yeah. speak about it on Vine. I wasn't like, and now like I, I, I was very private. Yeah. Yeah. It was either. just strictly humor. I was so afraid that agents and managers wouldn't want to represent me if I talked about my mental health struggles. Like I thought that they would be like, Oh, she's crazy. And then when I work with other actresses or other actresses now reach out all the time and they're like, Oh, thank God you're like talking about it. Like I stress out all the time and so many big people have like the same shit or worse, you know? So mm -hmm. it's kind of like, okay, it makes you feel more comforted. Oh, know? for sure. It just makes us feel connected. I think the more, I think I know you do this. And like I said, it's made me feel connected to you. When I share what's really going on in my heart, it only makes, it only opens the space for people to be like, finally, like someone I can actually relate to rather than, you know, some fake shit. Yeah. Don't worry about people judging you either guys too. like speak your truth. Honestly, like you have, you can't live, a real life and expect to have real relationships with people unless you are speaking your truth. Mm -hmm. Because if you, if you're constantly just being fake and only showing like the highlights of your life and acting like everything's great all the time, like no one's going to relate to that. They're going to mute you. Yeah. That's <laughs> not how it is for anyone. No one's it's, life is, is perfect 24 seven. No. And it just adds shame to be like, well, if my life isn't as perfect as theirs, maybe, yeah. maybe I'm not good enough. And then it's the spiral and it's, it's also a lie. Like, yeah, yeah nobody's life is perfect. Everybody's Nobody. going through it. And no relationship is perfect and no marriage is perfect. And you know, we all have, our issues okay everyone and we will have good days and we will have bad days but you have to figure out what is worth it for you and what the you know what you want in your life and how to be positive and only allow light things into your life as much as you can I know there's a lot of darkness out in the world but try to only let in the light and that's a really hard thing and I work on that too because my instant reaction when you told your story was to be like fuck that guy. you know what I mean and I need to work on that you know? Well, you don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Well, now, but, you know, yeah, it's a big part of me that I'm, like, working on. I try not to be reactive. I'm trying know? to work on being more um, not giving a shit what people think. That's important. Yeah. I Even though I kind of, I, I don't think people are watching going, she really cares what people think. Maybe they are. I don't know. But I know deep in there's like the more I talk about openly about what I went through, the more I feel relief and mm. more freedom to just be where I'm at. But I also still, there's this little missing piece where I'm still holding on to wanting to look good. And I don't mean physically. I mean like. Your whole persona. Yeah. Not I don't know. To, like, I want that to be done. Or whatever, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean. I let that go. Yeah. It was hard. I admire I, that about I you. I let that go. I, I say and kind of do whatever I want. And I'm just like, if anyone has an opinion, I'm like, cool. Has it ever, has it ever bitten you in the butt? Oh, for sure. Like there's pl places that won't work with me or like, you know, people that write to me that are like, I don't know. I, people say fucked up shit all the time to me. You know, like some people are like, oh, you, you know, you have no reason to be depressed or have anxiety of a perfect life. Like people who just don't get it, you know, they think that anxiety and depression is solved by money mm. instead of like that. <laughs> I've been not. this way my whole life and that it's an actual chemical imbalance and that I've had my brain zapped and that I've gone through multiple times of treatment to try to fix what's going on. It's not like I choose to have a panic attack. It's not like I go to bed at night and go, hey, like, let's have a panic attack. It's like, I'm like, let's go to bed. And then out of nowhere, I'll just start shaking profusely and freak out. Everyone's trying to figure out their self, themselves, you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, 
to judge someone by what you see on social media, yeah, that's your choice as a person. You can judge them and think whatever you want. But I think a lot of the times when people say things to me, like I told you before, instead of having like the first reaction of being like, oh my God, well, fuck you too. I'm like, "Mm, what are they going through? You know what I mean? That's a great second thought. Like in my head now, because I'm like, what would it take for me? What headspace would I have to be in to write something like that to someone? Mm, wouldn't be a good headspace. Would know the people that leave mean comments. Yeah. I'm going. They must be in so much pain yeah. enough to actually write it and send it. Yeah. Like when I have a when I see a photo or a video that I don't love, the it doesn't occur to me to write it. Nothing. I just go, okay, I'm gonna scroll past it, let alone type it out and then send it. I must be out of my mind, really. I've, like, never gone on someone's page and been like, Bleh. like, never. <laughs> like, I can honestly say that. Even before Vine and all that shit, like, I've never gone on someone's page and been like, gross, or like, ugly, or like, whatever. Yeah, like, so I- the fact that we'd even, that we would even stop at it and go, huh, I can't believe, that's mean, is like, almost talking to someone who doesn't speak your language and being like, like, spending time not, or someone that's on crack and being like, let's, let me stop here and actually try to have a conversation. We're not in the same, same having the same yeah. conversation. So I've learned to just like, let it go and just kind of be like, okay, you can think what you want. You know, like it's what people think about you. I realize is just like, it doesn't matter. And I hate to, this is a really bleak and I say this on the podcast all the time, but I'm like, we're all going to be dead one day. In 100 years, no one's going to remember really anyone. I mean, except for the really, really, really famous people and who cares anyway. And it doesn't matter. You yeah, know what I mean? None of it and matters. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it's like just try to create a positive atmosphere for you so that you have a positive life and surround yourself with positive things. And you will have a beautiful life, you know? Like, if you only let beautiful things into your life, you will have a beautiful life. And if you do things that make you feel really good, you will feel good. Yes. Yes. And and, and that's the hardest thing. I I have a girlfriend who's really negative, and she's always like, I hate this about myself. I hate this. 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 I'm like, like, you got to change the narrative. You have to, even if there's nothing that you like about yourself you have to find something find one thing and even and if start it's not repeat, about yourself yeah start repeating that every day so because that i don't remember who it was but there's like something called a negativity detox yeah where you you basically try to detox your negative thoughts because that's really the suffering point mm-hmm. and if you catch yourself having one and you don't change it you have to like start over but it's really becoming aware of our thoughts and are they for us? Do they make us open up or do they close us down and make us feel small? Cause really we're just listening to our thoughts and making pictures in our head from an NLP standpoint. Mm-hmm. And are we making good positive pictures? Are we saying nice things? And if not, you know, a lot of what I used to do is very much believe, I believed everything I thought yeah. as if it was true. And I'm like, wait, no, these are just thoughts. Let me change the voice, turn it to Mickey Mouse saying, you're not enough. And I just, I'll laugh at it being like, that's, that's not funny. That's not, it's, it's just ridiculous. The thoughts that we have about ourselves. We're usually not kind. We don't talk to ourselves the way we would talk to like a precious child or a dog or whatever. That's funny that you say that. Cause like I saw someone somewhere that said like, think of the way you talk to yourself or the way that you think about yourself. Now say those things, think about saying those things to a puppy would you say that to a puppy? And like, you're like, never. Like, well, think of yourself. You are the puppy. You are that precious creature. Like, you need to speak to yourself in a positive way. And I do this all the time. Like, I have words that I will stop myself in the car when I'm driving. Sometimes, you know, you have 
you know, those intrusive thoughts and the negative thoughts. And when I have like a negative thought, I try to counteract it with three good ones. Mm. Like, okay, so I'm thinking something bad about myself right now. Let me think about three things that I like. And I actually take the time and sit in my brain while I'm driving, think, okay, I like this. I like this. Like, I like that I care for other people. You know, I like that I like to have fun and be nice. And like, you know, I try to think of things that I do that are positive. You know, you have to stop yourself because you can retrain your brain. Yeah. You really can. If you really focus on it and take time to really try to get positive thoughts only into your mind, and you will have negative thoughts. That's going to happen. That's just normal. But if you try every time that you have a negative thought to replace it with three positive ones, it's a good start. Yeah, it that's really beautiful. Is. That's yeah. that's a great uh, reframe. That's from my therapist. Yeah, yeah. that's a great tool for There's sure. A, a lot of work to be done. And I mean, guys, check out Manon's book if you want to hear more about all of this and man and stories. I mean, there's a lot. This is what, like 200 and some pages. It's really short. The last 30 pages, there's lessons yeah. on like, you can have it on your coffee table and look at a lesson and be like, okay, let me incorporate this today or whatever. I already love this lesson 27. Do what makes you nervous. I talked about this the other day because the anxiety has gotten so bad with me where it's turning into almost agoraphobia and I'm starting to get scared to leave the house. I start mm. shaking when I leave the house and I was at a doctor's appointment in Beverly Hills and I didn't want to go. Because I was like, I have to go by myself. And what if I have a panic attack on the freeway and have to pull over? And then I'm with a bunch of strangers. And then I'm like, what if I die or have to call an ambulance? And I'm with all these strangers and everyone's going to judge me and blah, blah, blah. And I start spiraling. Mm. But I went and I had my doctor's appointment. I drove to Beverly Hills. I went in the doctor's appointment. I came back and I did it even though I was scared. Right? Like Will Smith just put out. He's like, if you're scared, just do it scared. Yeah. You're like, wait, I can? Yeah. I don't have to follow the feeling of nervousness because usually the things that make us, the only way to get there is through. So to go I through it. I said that literally on my Snapchat story. I will show you. I said the only way out is through. Yeah. And, and then so you come out the other side. You go, wow. I did it. That was not. Yeah. And sometimes you won't do it. Sometimes you will have that panic attack and it'll fucking send you spiraling. But that doesn't mean you don't give up because that doesn't mean it's going to happen the next time you do it. You know, like I'm yeah. learning. This. I always like to picture when I am doing something that I'm scared of, like the show or uh, not this show. Right, right. You're like scared <laughs> I mean, maybe. I always picture the moments after. Yeah. Like that's smart. I, I always picture what it'll what it'll feel like like an audition. I used to get like really nervous Same. at an audition. Mm -hmm. Last audition I saw you at, you were like in a place where you were like, I don't I'm scared Tommy doesn't like me. And then the yeah. next day you got engaged. <laughs> I was like, well, she was wrong. I'm so it was paranoid. so Oh my god. See? Well, that was like that years was my ago. Negative brain. Yeah, well, you, it was, you were just in a, a moment, but it was a, it was a fun, ironic that the next day you posted your engagement ring, which was beautiful, by the way. See? And it just shows how our thoughts get in the way. But I like to picture the moments after the yeah. audition and how yeah. I'll feel free after. So rather than picturing what could go wrong, right? Which is just a habit. It's just a habit of thinking. I, what could go actually, right? I was still in that really scared, negative mindset where I felt like unlikable, unlovable. And I'm like scared, like, this person doesn't like me, this person doesn't love me, blah, 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 like negative mindset. Yeah, I can still, I still get to that place too. I always want, especially with the industry, I want their approval. I want to get it right. And it's like, mm -hmm. that's not how they found us in the first place. They're not looking for us to do that and to feel, fit, fit in a box. They're looking, they're, they brought you in because of your essence. Yeah. That's literally anybody's hiring is your essence. Exactly. Not for you to get the lightens right and to da, 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 it's like. Yeah, I know a lot of people that go in and read off the page and they book it because it's just what 
they the way they do it or the way they look. That's how I've booked yeah. is reading literally being like you have a cold read. It's it's fourteen pages. It's in an hour, and I'm like I'm not going because I want to get it right. But then they're like just go and read off the page. I was like fine, and then I booked it, and I was like what? See, I thought I had to have it memorized, and if I messed up a word, they're gonna laugh at me, and then I'm never gonna get called in again. And funny thing is, a lot of people don't know this, but actors now. They, a lot of them wear an IFB and get their lines read to them. So it's not even like... I'm so down for that. <laughs> so down for that. That would be I so nice. I hate memorizing lines. Yeah. But I feel like you have to get to a certain point and then they're like, okay, I'll put you... Yeah, you can like okay. your first show. Okay. I'll take yeah. the... Yeah. Like, you're can fired. I get the IFB? Can you read me the... You have three lines. Sorry, <laughs> just go ahead and... Thanks. We've took away your lines. I still want it. Yeah. <laughs> can I just wear it? I like the little antenna sticking out of my ear, death. Um, you guys, this has been an amazing podcast, man. And I've loved having you here. I feel oh, like I could talk to you for like, I know three, I was three already hours. thinking, I was like, yeah. once this is off, I want to keep talking. I know. Will we going to, <laughs> okay, cool. um, make sure to get Manon's book, funny how it works out. And can they get this uh, digitally too? Yeah. It's okay. on Kindle. Kindle. It'll be on audiobook in like a month. Funny how it works out with Manon Matthews. I mean, I would want to read it after this conversation that we had today. I'm definitely going to read it. Um, you guys, if you need support in any kind of, you know, situations like this when someone else is telling their story it's it really helps to hear someone else going through something that you relate to so definitely check it out and do you have any last words of advice for everyone that you want to say <sighs> it's okay like silence is not a bad thing so get quiet with yourself and really listen to what you have to say and what your body has to say i don't know what else to say yeah. other than trust yourself yeah and become be become a really good mother to yourself. Be the mother that you didn't have to yourself because well, you're going like to be with you for the rest of time. You No one knows you like you know you. You've been with you this long. You're going to be with you for the rest of this life. So make best friends with yourself. I love that. We'll end on that note. Make sure to check out and follow Manon, Manon Matthews on Instagram. Is it just is it just Manon or is it just Manon Matthews? I wish. Right? I wish I was that cool. It's, it's Manon Matthews. Man and Matthews on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And With then one T, guys. Yeah. Not two T's, because that's a big mistake people have made. I even made it when I was like, searching it. He was like, hey, I can't find her. She's offline. Man and Matthews, thank you so much for being here. Thank and guys, you. we will check you out next week. Stay tuned for a fun episode next week. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish 
or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.